3: is dropped on Soccer's Morning Show, Soccer Down Here. John, here you there, and it's uh, Tuesday, therefore it is Tuesday Thoughts. Whatever's on your mind this morning, uh, news of the AM, we've got stuff to talk about. We've got uh, for opening kickoff, it's another round of stupidity down here, and we have uh, Atlanta United tonight, with Leagues Cup, we've got a bunch of other things, uh, Killian Mbappe, probably an hour number two, because or depending on where traffic is, with everything that we're staring at, Folks are saying it could absolutely wreck the sport. We'll get into the details and the thoughts about that. We'll get into the news of the AM. Uh, Folks trying to lowball Southampton when it comes to getting uh, the players away from them a couple weeks before the season starts. And so we got a full show. And whatever your Tuesday thoughts are, it could be on League's Cup. It could be on News of the Morning. It could be on Mbappe. It could be on Women's World Cup where we had some cool stuff happening in the overnight. Overnight for us not for them, and we bring in Jared Smith. Jared, good morning. Good morning. Uh, figured we would start with stupidity down here before we got into uh, Leagues Cup and Atlanta United and interim SECF and the possibilities and probabilities of starting... Outside
4: of Taxi Fontes, getting his absolute ass beat, deservedly so, what was stupid?
3: Well, uh, yeah, we- I was going to talk about Atlas.
4: Oh. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would be stupider when you start crowding, uh Yusuf Gambles.
3: Yes. So he- here's here's the breakdown of that. And by the way, opening kickoff brought to us by our friends at uh, kickoffcoffee, kickoffcoffeeco.com. And there is the QR code for those of you who are watching on Twitch. Once again, reminder, use the code SOCCER down here. 15, you get 15% off of your purchase. And they in turn take 10% reinvested into youth games and youth initiatives. Very, very cool stuff from our friends at kickoffcoffee and kickoffcoffeeco.com. So, uh, yesterday, we saw this, and Atlas has now officially apologized. What did they apologize for, you ask? Well, I'll tell you, from our friends at The Guardian. They've apologized after referencing the Nazis and their chief propagandist, Josef Goebbels, in a dispute over an offside decision. NYCFC thought they had scored a late equalizer against Atlas in the team's match against League's Cup. Goal was ruled out out after VAR led to disputes on social media. Monday morning, after our show was over, Atlas comes out with this, their official account defending the decision to rule out the goal. Quote, It is regrettable how influencers, in quotation marks, And media, quote, analysts, end quote, manipulate creating ideas of, quote, supposed assistance, end quote. But remembering what Google's Nazi minister of information said, and they apply it perfectly, quote, lie, 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 and something will remain. The bigger the lie, the more people will believe it, read the tweet. Just better off quoting 1984, man. At least George Orwell wasn't part of the damn regime. Just quote 84
4: and call it a day or don't say shit at all. Yes, Sorry, there goes the there goes the explicit four minutes in.
3: He goes <laughs> Well, don't
4: be a dumbass.
3: Four minutes in, get the explicit rating. There you go. Uh quoting our Who friends.
4: Who wants to be a social media manager for Atlas? Because that job sure as hell is open now.
3: Yeah, really? Uh, no evidence Google's ever used the bigger lie quote, but it is often attributed to him. The club later deleted the tweet issued an apology, but get this. They issue the apology. But they don't immediately delete the tweet. The tweet was up for a while after they issue the apology. So you say something on social media. Because you're not sorry you did
4: it. You're sorry it cost a kerfuffle. This hey, is the same thing we deal with with my child. Of, no, you're not sorry you did it. You're sorry you got caught. You're sorry you got in trouble. You're sorry you have to deal with the consequences of your actions. You're not necessarily sorry about the action as it happened.
3: Yeah, basically, Sports teams and children
4: are a Venn diagram that is basically a circle.
3: Yes, an the, the overlapping circle. Uh, Club later deleted the tweet and issued an apology. Quote, Alice FC, are deeply sorry for any confusion that the use of a sensitive and unnecessary reference in a tweet this morning may have caused. In all caps, we reject. Back to lowercase and are against any value that said regime represented in one of the darkest times of humanity. It is precisely what should be avoided in all aspects. We reiterate our solidarity, friendship, and affection for the Jewish community and all those who've been victims of barbarity as we reaffirm our commitment to work together as a society and stop defamation, distortion of information, and lies as a petty way of seeking notoriety and harming others. We will open the relevant investigations to understand the origin of the tweet and we will act accordingly internally. We call for fair play also off the pitch where we all add to the spectacle coexistence and the hope oh, of our football. Give league. me a break.
4: <laughs> Get the hell on you and your mama. <laughs> the only person I, the only person I'm giggling about with this is Man. whoever's above in the corporate ladder, whoever is above social media oh. who saw that and went, Oh my God. And whoever's working in PR and saw that went, oh, my God, I guess me Oh,
2: Well, but,
4: they saw that and went, oh, Jesus, we're going to have a busy day. Well, and, because somebody decided to get edgelord. Somebody decided that 14 year old version of them needed to come right the hell back.
3: Well, and, and you're, you're sitting there and you're going. Yeah, we'll we'll approve that. Who who approved that text in the first place? Or, or does or does the the uh the Twitter department at Atlas just kind of sit there and have a mind of their own and they they run unfettered twenty four seven 365, or three sixty six yeah we're gonna put this out yeah this sounds good send and, and no and the the key question here is and I don't have the answer for it and maybe some of you do how long the tweet actually was up before atlas and I could go back in the timeline and probably do some math but go back in the timeline and sit there and figure out how long the tweet actually was up before it was taken down. And then the uh, the, the elements of it, you're just, it's like, you know, yeah, that, that's There's, enough,
4: there's <laughs> enough stupid crap to talk about without Atlas popping off like Nazi regime quotes that might not even be accurate. That might just like, we don't know if he actually said it. We just decided to be an edge Lord because I don't know, man, you're going to emulate the dude who's running X Twitter now, whatever the hell actually good luck getting that renamed considering Microsoft owns the patent or owns the trademark for X in a lot of instances and meta Meta owns it for social media purposes. So uh, good job. uh, Good job. Special boy.
3: Yeah. And, uh, and one of my bigger questions yesterday was how do you pronounce it as an entity? Is it like the X in Xerox? And would you call it, uh, uh, Exeter? I, I'm, I don't know what it, it's, it, and, you know, it, I'm sure that, uh, Paul Levesque and, and Shawn Michaels might have something to say about it. You know, it just, it, I'm, I'm still calling it Twitter. I'm still sending tweets I'm still liking and resending and all those kinds of things. I'm not calling because, you know.
4: it, because as much as anything, it's like an eight-year-old talking about, I'm going to run away from home and join the circus. Whatever, man. Atlas can get <laughs> bent on it and they, whatever. <laughs> yeah. i got enough stupid crap to deal with without this. And, yeah, uh, Ricky, to, to, to sum up what happened, Taxi apparently mouthed off and called one of his teammates a racial slur. I and a uh, teammate, t- he, he played the F around game, and teammate decided to follow up with Find Out. Mm -hmm. which is a repeat offense because if y'all remember last year, Taxi Fontes got taken off the field in a DC Miami game uh, because he allegedly used a racial slur. There was enough momentum behind it, enough evidence to investigate it, but not enough to formally charge him, which is kind of a weird thing because you don't want to suspend people on hearsay alone because that opens up a Pandora's box, but it's frustrating because there was a, and enough momentum for it to become an investigation, but not get it across the line. So it's it is kind of frustrating, but yeah, man. At this point, and I, I've seen a call from DC fans and writers of just getting the hell out because yeah, getting the hell out. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Got his ass beat though.
3: Yeah. So uh, we got that. Yeah, you know, it's should too... always.
4: It's something that should happen more often, and it's so much easier said than done. But if someone drops a racial slur, and you get it pointed at you and you decide that you want to hand out a two-piece, go for it.
3: Yeah, I I mean... We'll
4: pay the fine. We'll crowdsource the fine. I don't care.
3: Yeah, there there are times where justice should be handled internally, like inside a locker room, and just let it get sorted out and go from there, and then the uh, offending party needs to be jettisoned with the... uh, the the speed and celerity that that can only be matched by say NASA
4: and and, and Rich yeah uh, no that wasn't lost on me either of someone dropping Nazi regime slogans and against NYC, which has had their problems with sections of their fan base getting a little fashy. Uh,
3: yeah and uh, so yeah so uh, stupidity down here and yes Michael is absolutely cr- I'm sorry four card is absolutely correct zero days since last stupidity. That that is that is absolutely true. Uh, we have to reset the sign and put the zero on the board. And I feel like I probably should have a sign behind me, you know, ex you know, number of days since last stupidity or something like that. We probably should do something like that.
4: And the four cards point. Yeah, I love that he handled it himself. I hope they had to pull him off a of taxi if that's what happened. If yeah. he dropped a racial slur on. on on, if Taxi dropped a racial slur on him and he decided to take care of it himself, I hope they had to pull him off manually.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm sure that we'll come across other stupidity, but that was just the, the lead stupidity of the day to reset us back to zero. So uh, that's opening kickoff. Brought to us by our friends at Kickoff Coffee, kickoffcoffeeco.com. Once again, there's your QR code for those of you who are watching on Twitch. And once again, use the code soccer down here at fifteen. You get fifteen percent off your purchase at kickoff coffee. And thanks to everybody who has and who has in, been investing their morning wake ups in kickoff coffee and kickoff coffee They in turn take ten percent. Reinvested into youth games and youth initiatives. Very, very cool stuff from our friends at kickoff coffee and kickoff coffee co dot com.
4: Uh and to 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 uh to Ricky's point, like look, and this is a conversation we need to have more often because freedom of speech gets thrown around, thrown around way too damn loosely by people. Because freedom of speech doesn't allow you to say just whatever you want; to protects you from government, uh, you know, government uh, conviction and prosecution mm-hmm. for what you say. Uh, it does not give you the freedom to drop slurs on people and no. not potentially get your ass absolutely beat into mm-hmm. oblivion. That's what happens. That's what happens. Send him out of the league with a black eye and tell not go home. I don't care.
3: Yes. Oh, Whatever, uh, man. God yes. bless you, D.C. Yes. Uh, it, there's nothing wrong with self-policing.
4: Especially uh, considering last year, the reports when the Miami D.C. situation happened last year, if I'm not mistaken, Phil Neville was very complimentary of Rooney. Because uh, if it's the situation that I'm remembering, uh, the accusation, there was the accusation that happened in the game and Rooney pulled him real pulled him with quickness and got him out of there and like nope. And basically it was there was enough there was enough there for Rooney to pull the trigger and Rooney did and and you know tried to de-escalate the situation. So
3: yeah. Whatever. Yeah, well and uh, Major League Soccer has reinstated Nigel Roberta. So Good. yeah. So uh, th- there's that particular element in all of this.
4: I like the um, reward problem solving.
3: Yeah <laughs> in this instance. Very, very and don't flawed.
4: sit here and tell me that violence isn't the answer. Don't don't play this BS card of well, oh, we shouldn't answer it with violence. No, because nothing else has worked. We've sanctioned people, we've suspended people, we've wagged a finger, we've played behind closed doors, we've done everything else. You've had everything else happen except for someone across the face after doing it. <laughs> and if that or a Superman punch or what the hell ever, you want to put them in the walls of Jericho. Yep. Cool. Put him in the side of the recliner. Cool. Everything else hadn't worked, so maybe leaving him with a little bit of a physical reminder, maybe that'll help. I don't yeah. know. Couldn't it's, hurt
3: because nothing no. else is working because it keeps happening. Yes. Uh, you know, just simple reminders, perhaps, of uh, what you can say and what you what you can, what you should, what you shouldn't say. Uh, all those, all those kinds of things. Uh remember so I'm going I'm trying to go back in the the way back machine and try and find the uh, the the incident from last year. Uh, I it was Miami
4: and DC. Yeah, it, it was
3: it's uh, Halloween.
4: Yeah. Man, Tum- it's Tum- even better. Not Tum- 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 even that long ago, man.
3: Yep. Yeah, so right Halloween calendar year. Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, Halloween last year, MLS found the allegation that Toxie Funtas used a racial slur toward an intra-Miami player in an incident during the team's September 18 match credible, but added it could not independently verify the allegation and would not be issuing discipline to Funtas or D.C. United. Funtas remained voluntarily separated from the team during the investigation, missing two matches, and was eligible to play in 2023. The game in question was paused for several minutes after Funtas and Damian Lowe exchanged words in the 59th minute. Both Funtas and Lower were issued yellows. Wayne Rooney pulled Funtas from the game in the 66th. So uh, you imagine that the incident happens, there's lag time, there's discussion, there's you know, back and forth. So uh, Toxi Funtas was uh, not in that match much longer in match play. It was uh, It's like decision was made, Rooney pulled him. Ismail Elfath told The Athletic the players were issued yellow cards for lack of respect of the game before the alleged use of a slur was reported and that no official heard any racist or abusive language. Elfath said the incident was also checked by VAR. Inter-Miami's DeAndre Yedlin said that, quote, Damien and another player got into a bit of a scuffle and that as Lowe walked away, one of their guys called him the N-word. Yedlin added that Inter's players conferred after the incident and decided they wouldn't continue playing unless something was done. Rooney and Neville met, decided Funtas would be removed from the game at that point, multiple sources said that night. Neville said after the 3-2 win, Funtas, quote, used a racist comment in the exchange, calling his comment one that's the worst word in the world, end quote. MLS at the time said that Funtas claimed in interviews conducted As a part of the investigation that he said nothing, quote, discriminatory or otherwise during the confrontation, MLS said it did not find those claims credible. Quote, video of the incident clearly shows Imi Mabika suddenly reacting to something he believed he heard from Funtas, the league said. MLS was unable to confirm independently through additional eyewitness accounts, video footage or audio recordings what Funtas said in that moment. As has been the league's longstanding practice in determining player discipline for these types of allegations, end quote. The league added that it plans to examine its policies. Once again, this is last uh, October. Uh, Policies around allegations of abusive and discriminatory language. Previous punishments for confirmed uses of slurs and offensive language by players and coaches have included fines and multi game suspensions. So that was incident number one with uh, Toxifuntas and the run in with the league. And so that's where. Uh that's where uh, that's where that is. Yeah, and uh that's where it sits right now. He he's
4: sounds like he's away from the team, sounds like he shouldn't be expected to come back. No nope. problem nope. solved.
3: Yeah, DC,
4: it's... go get out of that contract, go get you somebody else. Yes. Because and if you gotta eat it, that sucks. Um but Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: you're you're at this point, you're at a potentially repeat offender status. Yep. If that's what happened, in practice and Nigel handed them, hand him them out a two or three piece and then, you know, decided I'm not putting up with this. Mm-hmm. And cool. DC, you shouldn't put up with it either, man. Just send him walking. We'll nope. understand.
3: Yeah. We well, want, want
4: to see the same thing. So.
3: Yeah. Uh, Alex Piscine says that the whole locker room should have gone bar soap and a sock on him.
4: Oh, I mean, it's one of those things. If, if he just said it to the guy away from everybody, then yeah, that's, that's that's where you basically get the Waffle House 2 a.m. special. Mm-hmm. However, um, I don't think he's going to fire that off in the middle of the entire locker room. I don't think he's going to square up with Christian Botteche and say it. Let's put it that way.
3: It's like, well, it's like, you know, hey, hey, bruh. No, it's not going to. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of folks this morning on opening kickoff, freedom of speech also allows freedom of a fist as a response from Rich. <laughs> well, here's the
4: thing, man. Like, Rich. I ass- I like to assume that Philadelphia self police is pretty effectively so that part is fun you know
3: Mhm Coco you're probably right we may need an hour counter and we probably do need to keep it continent specific uh you know we we are definitely getting to the point to where we need a European timer and, and a North American timer and things like that. There might just be running billboards behind me, just like light boards that we have for these kinds of things going through. Uh, yeah, Bam is like, if you're going to do the number of days, I think you need it to count minutes. And that's probably Very true. Ready. Yeah. So
4: <clears throat> it, as I am in and out today, um, yeah. uh, I I do want to hit on this before. I may have to jump and then come back. Sure. Because I am kind of doing jump rope with the show today, unfortunately. Right um, yeah. Uh, go ahead. and get, Let's go ahead and hit the the uh the rumors about Luis Abram the turkey yes. look we don't know our Turkish sourcing completely yet we know we have loves rumors that have started to pick back up yep. we have not had anything solid on Diego Rossi
3: no uh, Rob th-
4: and Doug have both told you they've been hearing that there's nothing tied to it right we don't know the sourcing we don't know our tiers of sourcing of Turkish sourcing but, but correct. if we're going, but so don't Read into either one of them yet. Just wait yeah. and see until we get more. So Absolutely, the HITC article doesn't really sway me personally because the HITC article is literally somebody just lifting the Turkish article, translating it right, and then uh and, and then like putting it in English and then getting clicks and generating a little bit of revenue off of it. Right. They
3: would,
4: they just They lifted a Turkish article. It's not like it was a separate independent investigation. No. But this is the thing that happens though, man. You get a rumor that no. goes, and we don't know if the sourcing is good or not. It might be, it might not be. We're yeah. not sure. We don't know our Turkish sources. We don't know who the Merlo is or the Garcia Rava is of Turkey. We'll figure that out together. That's a, that's a learning experience for all of us. We we went through it with South America and specifically Argentine sources. Mm-hmm. However, like what happens is you get a rumor. Yeah. You don't know how much is tied to it. It gets pushed into publication. We don't know how much tied to it. Someone translates it English. Someone says this is that's going to happen. Somebody's saying this is going to happen. So now it's going to happen. And all of a sudden, we play telephone, and then you know we end up like in this thing where you know everybody is deciding to live or die, whether it happens or whether it doesn't happen, and tie somebody's credibility directly to it. In this case, Doug's,
3: who's telling you what he's heard, right? And you've got the, I think I think H I T C uh reposted what we saw from the turkish Gazette yesterday uh turquia gazette uh if I'm not mistaken where the initial thoughts were that it was an initial uh was it two and a half for a loan and, yeah well and... two and a half to buy outright yeah and that 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 rumor
4: was that it was two and a half to buy outright and that which I don't know if they mean like dollars or Turkish currency or euros or I don't know. Um, man, like, I don't, I don't know. Like galleons. We, yeah, oof, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know the currency, but two and a half to buy that got rejected and they want to send him out on loan. It, it has sounded like they don't expect him to be part of the squad. Right. This year, they don't expect it all to be part of the squad. Um, I think Four Card had mentioned it when we were talking about it. That, um, I apologize if it was or wasn't you. Um, that like the Turkish and oh, John and I talked about it as well. It's like the Turkish league is physical Mm -hmm. and it might not have been just a good fit for, for, um, for for what Rossi for Diogo Rossi's game, which happens sometimes. Guys don't fit in leagues, they don't fit in style, styles make fights. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, this is we'll see. I don't. I don't expect anything with either one, personally. I hope Abram stays. Um, it is nice that you'll have Miles Robinson back in the fold. You'll have Yakumaki's back in the fold today as well. Yep. We'll get into build-up for this game. But, yeah, man, we're all going to learn. And Ricky's right. We're all going to learn together, Turkish sources. Um, so, I guess we just have to – just going to have to hang on together and see what the hell happens.
3: Correct. So, that's uh... – That's what we're staring at. For the record right now, Fenerbahce on the left wing, they have Rossi. They have uh, Ryan Kent, who came from Rangers uh, a month ago on a free. Dusan Tadic came from Ajax uh, nine days ago. So, I mean, if they're bringing in Ryan Kent and Dusan Tadic this month, then it makes sense that you know Diego Rossi might be uh, you know a fighting for a spot and not necessarily top on the top on the death chart when it comes to life at left wing right wing just so you know it's Emre Moore Buda uh center it is Bachuai Edin Jeko and Serdar Dursun. so that's I mean, That's what you're staring at. And they've got a couple of players who are injured. Joshua King, who came from Watford, Joao Pedro, who's uh, injured, and Umut Nair, who was an interleague transfer from Aipspor. So it might be a bit of a numbers game right now if you sit there. And like I said, and that's from our friends at TransferMark. That's the detailed roster breakdown of right now what you're seeing from Fenerbahce. You know, it, it makes sense that Rossi's in a competition. And if the, the confidence is not there in him and you have brought in, and you, and you have brought in Edin Ed, the Dusan Tadic and Ryan Kent, it might be a numbers game. And you know, you're looking at something with, uh, with Rossi right now. And so, but once again, you're looking at, you know, nine, 10 days left in the window and plenty of work to do. So there's uh, the Rossi talk. There is the Lobjanidze talk from Hatay Spor. They were looking, and once again, this is going over the numbers that we've seen from Turkish sources that we're all learning about together. It's a new market for us. It looked like they were half a million euro apart from the discussions from the Turkish sources that are of number. Not just dude that's got like, you know, seven or 800 followers, but like hundreds of thousands of folks. So. They might be, if you're looking at Turkish sources, half a million apart on Lobjanidze. And then the discussion today that Ricky brought in from Salim Manav, who is part of the Turkish uh, the, uh, the Turkish Gazette folks. And from a, a couple of different sources, Radio Ajan uh, Ajanspor, there's a, a couple of places that Salimanov works, and he is mentioning the uh, and here's the translated tweet from this morning. Civis made an official offer to Luisa Brahm made an important progress in the transfer, and that's about two hours old. Salimanov, as we look, 129,500 followers, followed by Fabrizio Romano and Glenn Davis. So, Jarrett, that's where we are with uh, that's where we are with the discussions on Louisa Abram, where Turkey seems to be the, the the new frontier, comings and goings, at least in the discussions in this particular window. Yeah, I mean,
4: we'll see. Um, like I said, with with the Abram one, we'll just we'll see what happens. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not tied into any of it right now, and it's it, it at this point we're. You you can you can you can search it because you'll get you what you'll get through my experience personally is a lot of like fan sites kind of things yeah and look some of those might be connected they legitimately might they also might be blowing smoke out their ass
0: Mm -hmm.
4: it's kind of hard to tell sometimes
3: (laughs) no doubt Uh, so are you drifting in and out officially I am but I'll be back we'll be here. So Jarrett drops by for opening kickoff. Then the real world intervenes. And so.
4: Oh, Ricky, I would love him too. I would not say no at all. This isn't like me not wanting Diego Rossi. I would love Diego Rossi. I'm just. Until we get better sourcing on it. And until we get something concrete. Yeah. That counters what we've heard. And, you know, we've, we've had. We've had unsure. My thing is this. We've had unconfirmed sources say that it's happening. We've had people Local multiple people now say they have heard nothing about this happening. Mm-hmm. So trying to kind of cut through the weeds here, you would ne- I would need someone who is reliable to counter that initial narrative. And I will say this as well. Um, things change. Mm-hmm. Like it could be that nothing's going to happen and then it changes and, oh, well now they are in discussions and things change. So... You know, nothing. Nothing is nothing is permanent and concrete forever. So maybe stuff changes. I would not say no at all to him.
3: Yes. So that's uh, that's what we're staring at. And uh, Jarrett will uh, rejoin when the uh, real world does not intervene, so we can come back in and discuss uh, the 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 world of athletics.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it'd be great. And Abby, we don't know about the twos yet for Friday. That's. Still up in the air, from what I can tell.
3: Right, yeah. When when we know when what we know, you will know. Yes, when we when we know venue, uh, you will know venue, and then I imagine on the Atlanta United website they will let you know about uh, access, uh, you know, tra- uh, ticket uh, equality, you know, for positioning those kinds of things. But yeah so when we know, we will let you know. As of right now, kickoff is slated for seven thirty. for Atlanta United two, Columbus Crew two, we'll have that in some response, uh, some manner, way, shape, or form here in the network. And but, like I said, when we know venue, the twos will announce it. We'll we'll let you know what's going on, and then I'm sure that all of the other information when it comes to tickets and you know, those kinds of things and being there at the match, if it is an open door, if it is an open door for everybody to come and, and watch. Then, like I said, when we know details, we'll let you know details. And so uh, we'll all learn together when it comes to Atlanta United, too. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I saw the the let's get physical nod to uh, Olivia Newton-John when discussing uh, Diego Rossi. Uh, hey, I'll take parody songs for, for 500 anytime. Uh, OK, so now that I've got you here. Uh, yesterday on the Twitters and I went into the Discord, so I'll come in here on the on the Twitch pitch and add the Twitch pitch to this. Uh Ben Jacobs, International Journalist Extraordinaire, is here for the Premier League matches. Press conferences are tonight, matches are tomorrow. And he is looking for local Atlanta personified places to eat. And so, uh, Ricky, I gave your solutions. Uh, I gave uh, Jarrett's solutions. So, anybody that has an idea for Ben Jacobs, at Jacobs Ben on Twitter, let him know where he should eat while he's here. Let him know where he should eat while he is here. So, yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're and so like I said dial it all up, lay it all out there, and tweet at him and let let him know that this was part of the discussion this morning on the uh, on the twitch pitch here on the morning show. So tweet at Jacob's Ben and let him know where he should eat here when he's here for the next day or so. I think he's here till Thursday. So uh, let him know where he needs to eat and get the Atlanta personification of everything. So, uh <laughs> yeah yeah well um but well what do you want to know yeah Will, if we talked about the twos match uh yeah we talked about it yesterday and just how absolutely crazy it was uh but you know will congratulations on the win is a crazy day across the board and it was a big win for hunt city on the road especially in jack collison's 100th match as a manager And I think that what we are learning specifically about MLS Next Pro, specifically in the division that Atlanta United 2 is in, is that it's going to be crazy. It is absolutely going to be crazy when it comes to the sprint to the playoffs. And right now, just to, to give you the lay of the land, Crown Legacy—they've only lost three times all year—but uh, Rapids have only lost once in regulation. So Crown Legacy six points ahead of the Revs. Then you got Crew Two coming to town. They're third at thirty-four points. Then you got OCB and Red Bulls at thirty-three. OCB has one more win. Then the fun starts. Here's your here's your playoff picture right now. It is Philadelphia, twenty-seven points. NYCFC at twenty-six. Hunt City twenty-five. And they are ahead of Fire by one goal, by a points per match average, and by goal difference. Same number of wins at six. Hunt City and the Fire both have twenty-five points. Atlanta United two has twenty-four. Toronto FC two twenty-three. FC Cincinnati two is twenty-one. Inter Miami, by the way, Inter messi CF two four thirteen and two. They've given up forty-five goals in nineteen games. 45 goals given up in 19 games. Los dos have given up 41. FC Cincinnati have given up 40. OCB have given up 40. But worst defense in MLS Next Pro is Inter Messi CF2. After 19 matches, they've given up 45 goals. They gave up six to Toronto FC2 on the weekend after a red card. They had a 1-0 lead on the road in, in, uh, in uh, York at York University in in Ontario. Got a red card, gave up six, lost 6-1. But, yeah, so inter, yeah, inter-messi CF, 14 points. They're last right now in the Eastern Conference. But you look at six through 12, seven teams separated by six points right now. I think it's the first, I think it's the top eight that get into the playoffs, but uh, right now, just to to race into the playoff picture, seven teams separated by six points in the Eastern Conference. So it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, the uh, the push to the finish in MLS Next Pro. But uh, great win on the road for uh, Huntsville, great win for Huntsville, no question about it. So uh, that was fun. But yeah, when we know where Crew Two and Atlanta United Two is going to be, we'll let you know. And then I'm sure that the team will have uh, notes available as to Uh, you want to go, you want to do this, you want to come here, you want to see it, you can, you can't stream all those kinds of things. They have to look into all these different aspects of it, but yeah, when we know, we will let you know. And if you know faster than I do, post it here as you always do, because I know that Ricky's faster than I am when it comes to all of our stuff that, uh, that we talk about here, Ricky, Ricky and the fast fingers that you guys have when it comes to, to stuff that needs to be in the timeline. Uh, we, we'll talk about Women's World Cup, whatever's on your mind. And, I mean, we've got Women's World Cup to talk about, some very, very cool stuff there. We've got Atlanta United and InterMessi CF tonight at uh, Drive Pink, 7 o'clock pregame show for uh, Mike and Jason. And it will be 7, I'm guessing 7.39 kick because it's on uh, Apple TV. And then they'll do, a, I guess, probably an abbreviated post-game show after. But in these groups that we have here for this tournament, a lot of this stuff is going to come down to the last match day. So look for the match against Cruz Azul on the weekend. Show up, show up, be loud on Saturday because my thoughts are that that Atlanta United Crusas Sewell match is going to determine who's going to be the two, uh, depending on the results tonight, but it's going to have a lot of heavy impact as to determining who's going to be making it to the knockouts and who's going to be going home. Uh there was a an issue yesterday involving travel with uh, with uh Leon and they got stuck in Vancouver and so they have to stay an extra day and so it's it's going to be uh it's going to be interesting to see how this works going to be interesting to see how this works with Leon Club Leon and travel so you get things pushed back. You've got to figure out what's going on, and uh, it's going to be really interesting with Club León in their group. So they've had to they've had to wait an extra day when it comes to uh, Leagues Cup because of León's travel problems. The match between LAG and León that was supposed to be scheduled for tonight has been rescheduled for tomorrow. Leon's preparations, and this is from the league. Leon's preparations were significantly impacted due to a mechanical issue with the charter aircraft scheduled to transport the team to Los Angeles. The integrity of the players in the competition is top priority for the League's Cup organizing committee. They said a couple of nice things in a couple of different sentences and uh, attributed it to Victor Guevara, VP of comps for uh, League's Cup. Tickets originally purchased for the 25 game will be rescheduled for the match on the 26th. So, Leon got pushed back a day. We'll see how that affects things when it comes to to the group stage and uh, all of that. But uh, what's on your mind tonight? What's on your mind tonight with Atlanta United? And what's his, uh, you know, When you're looking at uh, Messi and Busquets, and what's going to happen there? Michael Head, who amongst us way back in 2014 would have ever thought that a team from Atlanta would play against the best player in the world ever? That is incredibly cool when you think about it. Um, You know, it'll be in a, and apparently it it is going to look like Messi and Busquets are going to start. And Busquets uh, wearing the captain's armband. So we'll see what happens there. But as we all know, when you look at the uh, defensive issues that Inter-Miami has, I mean, Drake Calendar has kept them in a lot of matches recently. He has kept them, and so we'll see what happens. I mean, Drake Calendar continues to stand on his head. How long can you do it? That's the big question. You know, Messi and Busquets, that's cool and everything, but you still got defensive problems at the back. You got problems at the back. And that's what you're staring at. So keep an eye on uh keep an eye on that as well, all the news that's coming out of uh that's coming out with uh, Atlanta and all of this stuff. So once again, we'll keep an eye on all of it. And juice boxes, let me get into juice boxes here really quickly for uh, League's Cup tonight. Just so you know, it's the four matches instead of the five. Inter Miami's a minus 104 at home, favored. Draws a plus 275, Atlanta United's a plus 239. Remember, draw after 90 minutes, you go to PKs to get an extra point. Santos Laguna at 830. Is an underdog going up against Houston Dynamo. Santos a plus 233. Your draw's a plus two fifty, basically, in the composite, and Dynamo's a plus one oh six. Two games at 930. FC Dallas hosting Nakoxa. FC Dallas in Frisco's a plus 106. Your draw and the coxa to win. Right now within the margin of error in and around plus 240. And then Mazatlan, who got one of the surprise results in match day one. Is going up against uh FC Juarez. Mazatlan is a plus two fourteen. Your draws a plus two thirty-three, and FC Juarez is a plus one twenty-one. We'll go over the the group numbers coming up here in, in just a little bit. But uh tonight, Santos Laguna is playing Houston Dynamo in Houston, and Mazatlan and Juarez are playing at Q2 in Austin. Remember, no home matches involving Liga MX sides in this tournament. So Q2 in Austin. It'll be interesting to see what the crowd is there with uh, with uh, Mazatlan and Juarez. So we'll see what that's like. Um, so let me know what your thoughts are on Leagues Cup in general tonight, what you're, what you're thinking about Atlanta United, and what is going on involving uh, Inter Messi CF that's also a part of what's going on here, too. So looking at how things are laid out in the, uh, you know, we look at Leagues Cup. It'd be nice if you can click on something and then you could sit there and say Leagues Cup. I'd like to know what the Leagues Cup standings are after match week. But uh, all right. So we'll probably end up doing more with uh, with all that coming up in just a little bit. Uh, updating you on what's been going on inside the league with uh, transfers, once again, remember we're like ten days left in the window. NYCFC has transferred Gabriel Pereira to Qatar's Al Rayyan, and that looked like it had a number attached in the neighborhood of ten million. Uh, it was announced on the weekend. NYCFC maintains a sell-on fee, gets an undisclosed eight-figure transfer fee. So a lot of folks were saying ten, probably not that much. Uh, leading score during the 2023 season, six goals. So you, so you send your leading scorer to the Qatari League. Okay. So we'll keep an eye on that with NYCFC. And uh, also on the board with your transactions, uh, LAFC have, have acquired Mario Gonzalez from Braga. Using TAM, he maintains the club's open DP spot uh, alongside Carlos Veda, Denny Buanga. Uh, attacking attacking uh, group is going to be added to gonzalez who came through the vrl youth system coming off a successful loan period at oh leuven in the belgian league 13 goals one assist in 22 games so uh aside from vela buonga gonzalez expected to complement steep buke and Bogish. club also uh recently traded kwadjo poku for that boatload of gam and speaking of which uh CF Montreal signed Poku, uh, Poku to a new contract this week also. Uh, Houston Dynamo transfer Juan Castilla to a Deportivo Cali in Colombia. And an uh, 18-year-old played in two regular season games over the last couple of seasons, seeing majority of his time with Dynamo 2, returns to his hometown, becomes the first homegrown player Houston have transferred abroad. Uh, also keep an eye on we mentioned lafc keep an eye on jose Cifuentes. it looks like the deal with rangers
1: with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
2: this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky
1: play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Is a go. It's getting closer to being gone. So seafood to rangers. Keep an eye on that. Yesterday, crew transferred Milos Degenek to a Red Star Belgrade. And Christian Espinosa got a contract extension. One of the biggest no does that should have happened a while ago, but Christiana Spinoza gets a contract extension and uh what's going on. And by the way, if you are on the Discord, and Rich gives credit to uh Ricky, so shout out to Ricky with what's organized on the Discord. And also, you've got picks. Remember, you can do your picks on the Discord. And if you're not in the Discord, we can figure out how to get you on the Discord uh and get into the picks but yeah we do have picks of the week uh now in the discord all over again and the obscure picks are always the best picks because that's what really drives us all crazy because it's difficult to find the juice boxes when it comes to all those kinds of things so uh don't know if uh, jason's coming on today four card depends on training schedule and uh if he can if he can Yeah, with all of his other appearances, I think he's on 92.9 a couple of times today. So he's doing the 92.9 car wash, hoping that we can have Jason on in hour number two. If uh, he doesn't, uh, if there aren't any other team commitments, practices, those kinds of things, other air, other air appearances that are, uh, that are attached to it. So uh, if we do, we'll talk about, uh, obviously we'll talk about Atlanta United. We'll talk about, um, we'll talk about uh, intermessy CF. And by the way, When the sickos committee is following the tournament on Twitter, and they're they're really getting into League's Cup, you might be onto something. I know that a lot of you, you know, right now are not, you know, all that into League's Cup for you know for one reason or another. Um, I get it. I understand it. I mean, I I like it where you're in a competition like this and you can gauge yourself up against League Liga MX competition. But we had something happen over the weekend that I think solidified the incredible, massive goofiness that we've seen so far in this tournament. I mean, Alan Polito with headbutts, uh, things that are going on forever. Thank you for uh, the link, ma'am. Um uh, so Bam has posted the link in the Discord for picks of the week. Uh Jason's gonna be on Dukes and Bell at 620 tonight before they do the pregame show. But there was a moment that happened over the weekend that I think solidified the early craziness of what the League's Cup tournament has been in very short order. I mean, you've had moments, you know, you had the messy moment on Friday, you had uh Alan Polito and you had this. Happen over the weekend that I think has turned into the early personification of Match Week One from League's Cup. Once again, courtesy of our friends at Major League Soccer and Apple TV. Where were you when this happened?
5: ambris He came on as a substitute in the second half. Fast run up and the
3: save from Takahata.
2: Staying calm, staying collected, not getting overly excited. He knows it's not over yet. Sit up here in my ivory tower all I want. That's a different level of
5: courage down there to be able to go down and finish it off, especially after missing it. Borja, he missed the other time
3: through. Oh, Takaoka got the fingertips to it, but could not push it wide.
5: He was so close on this one again, just outside of the reach of his fingertips. Almost looked like he got a little. Luis
4: Martinez, the record for the League's Cup. That's a re- <laughs> you got that right.
3: Martins, he missed the last time through this to keep it going, and he bangs it off the post. It took 19 penalties for us to get there, but it's Club León. That will take the lion's share of the points tonight at BC plays. 19 frames. 19 frames, people. Nineteen frames. Night Nine, when was the last time? And I and I mean this legitimately. When was the last time that something took nineteen frames in penalty kicks to be resolved? Will, I'm hoping that on being on the Sickos committee, you forwarded That penalty kick shootout between Leon and Vancouver to get them drawn into the madness of the League's Cup, in addition to what we saw with Messi. That's an easy one. But 19 frames. When was the last time anything took 19 frames? I mean, it reminded me a little bit, and I mean a little bit because we didn't get that far, but it reminded me how many of you watched the shootout the the shootout in i want to say it was was it sochi involving tj oshi and russia where you get past the first you get past the frames that are mandatory then you go into sudden death and then because of the rules in international hockey you could keep sending the same guy up and up and up and up and up each and every time and tj oshi was going up against the the, the Russian Federation keeper, and he kept getting sent up there and having different ideas. I mean, literally, uh, d- didn't quite get to 19 frames. But in Leon and Vancouver, think about this it was 16 15, was the final in, in penalties. 16 15 and 19 frames. Each team missed in the first frame, each team missed in the second frame. So, that is two of your three or two of your four misses right there. Frame one, frame two, frame six, three of your four misses right there. So basically from the sixth frame, or from the third frame technically, from the third frame to the 19th frame, you missed only either once or twice. That, to me, is absolute insanity. I cannot recall the last time something went that long. I mean, 10, maybe, maybe 11 or 12. But to have that kind of craziness going on match day one in that particular group. First off, what do you do for an encore? We're going to have to wait an extra day for that because Leon being stuck in Vancouver and not being able to travel down to Los Angeles to take on the Galaxy. But I, I think that that 19-frame shootout was probably the personification of a lot of what we've seen so far and the personification of this tournament. So we'll see we'll see things as they continue to uh, grow and evolve here when it comes to uh, League's Cup in and of itself. But once again, remember tonight, 7 o'clock pregame, 92-9, the game with Mike and Jason down at and K down in Fort Lauderdale, Atlanta United, Inter-Messi CF. messi Busquets supposed to start. Busquet's supposed to wear the captain's armband. Inter-Messi still has problems defensively, so we'll see how it lays out. Almada v. Messi tonight, 7.30 in the League's Cup kick at 7.39, I anticipate because it's an Apple product, but we'll see uh, as it's loaded there. What, what you're staring at uh it is 10 o'clock and because it's 10 o'clock it's that time to uh read a promo and get the music to where it's supposed to be where it's not overwhelming but you can still have it underneath you as i discuss one of our sponsors and it's a Lemonized service for odor-free clean fresh air one place you need to go it's a lemonized service deodorizing enclosed spaces like houses apartments and condos they've created a customized solution That eliminates all organic odors, including those like pets, cigarettes, and food. Realtors and property managers use the Limonize service to eliminate bad odors to help them sell or rent their homes that much faster. It's a turnkey process, makes it easy to work with said realtors and property managers. Kind of the environment offers a green way to get rid of odors without any kind of toxic residue whatsoever. We like that. A service is different than Febreze or other masking agents that you may have under the sink or above you in the cupboard. Because when you reach under the sink or above you in the cupboard, you bring out the masking agent. You spray the masking agent in the air. There's a reason it's called a masking agent. Because all it does is mask the odor. It doesn't attack the problem all the way down to the molecule like our friends at a service do with their proven scientific formula. Pricing one of two ways to come up with a price that's affordable for you, either by the cubic foot or parts per million. Offering results in 24 hours or less. if you have any questions, frequently asked or otherwise? One place you need to go—it's the website, and this is where I grab my pen. Website's lemonize.com. Poorly framed because of the lighting here in the studio, and of course it's going to fall down now that I've shifted the backboard. Yeah, so for those of you watching on Twitch, you're seeing me struggle with the sign so it doesn't fall down. I think it. There we go. Wow, actually stayed up. Lemonize.com, but do us a favor. After the dot com goes slash Atlanta, so they know what part of the world that you are, asking them to help you with your problems. Full homework assignment. E-L-I-M-I-N-I-Z-E dot com slash Atlanta. Lemonize.com slash Atlanta. Lemonize service. Proud sponsors of everything SDH with your Tuesday thoughts. Here in uh, our number two reminder, tell Ben Jacobs at Jacobs Ben where he needs to eat while he is here, and put that. uh, (laughs) You have to fix that for the sign in the Abstr mobile. Glad you made it back from the uh, the massive heat and humidity and nastiness and the heat warnings that were going on down there. So Abby goes down before the match, and then she comes back in time to watch the match here locally, while folks are. As Michael Head refers to it, at the erect the twenty-two thousand seat Erector set that uh, currently houses Intermessi CF. Um, let's let's just let's just see here. Yeah, the saunas of South Florida. You ain't kidding. Uh, all right, so I, I'm going into I'm going into our friends at uh, Ticketmaster.com. So let's let's check. Let's let's just check, shall we? We're, we're going to go to Intermessi CF, recently viewed. San Antonio gunslingers. That's interesting. All right. So, uh, Leagues Cup tonight, because you're in uh, the state of Florida, it is tax-exempt, no sales tax. Get-in price, Section 112, Row 37, you're, you're getting standing support is 174. Then the supporters groups you can get in for 174, but a, a a resale ticket. I don't know if it it literally is. I don't want to. Oh, okay, so we got a decent amount here. Okay, so there are resale tickets just to get into the building. Why why are they more expensive the further back you go? That's crazy. Get in price on Ticketmaster 180. That's the get-in. So that's what you're staring at right now. Your, your get-in price into the building is $180, bucks, which really isn't bad if you think about it. There's a lot of resales, and there's a lot that are available. Let's put it that way. There's a lot of seats available on Ticketmaster tonight. So there might be a decent walk-up crowd. Good luck in finding parking. Uh, but, yeah, you're staring at $200. you are staring at. You know, 700 to get uh, right to the action. If you want to get right on the field, 1000 plus fees, an official intermessy CF ticket. So to get in, it's 180 plus your fees, which really isn't bad. Um, if anybody wants to fly down to go in Section 112 or Section 127 and go get a couple of seats, you want to drop a decent amount of money, it's not bad. Get in at 174, and then it goes up from there. So that's that's not bad for League's Cup. That's not bad for the quick turnaround. Not bad. Uh, it's tax-exempt week for school in Florida. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Emilio, that's for tonight. Tonight in Fort Lauderdale, the get-in price to be in the supporter sections, 174, 180, and then it goes up from there once again. Tax-exempt week for school in Florida. Uh, yeah, and so I would imagine Abby, as you say they're under heat advisory till eight o'clock that probably I don't I haven't seen anything about delaying the game start, but be rest assured you're probably going to get a hydration break in each half.'d be my guess. I know that you're gonna get a hydration break in the first half, probably right after eight o'clock. So just in time for the heat advisory to drop, they're gonna get your hydration break. because uh, if it starts at 39, Eight o'clock gets you 21st minute, which is almost the halfway point anyway. So you sit there maybe the 30th minute, so around 8.10. Just in time for the heat advisory to drop is uh, the time that you probably will get your uh, your hydration break in the first half. Probably get one in the second half just to you know, just to keep everything on the the level. Yeah, I mean, it's really not bad to get in for like 174. But that's if you want to stand in the supporter section and wear a different colored jersey. Yeah. Um, All right, let's look back at hour number one and what you guys had to think. Once again, remember, tell Ben Jacobs where he has to go eat. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky?
3: Uh, And so we will forward those to him or just let him know on Twitter. Uh, Bam, 24,323 at Columbia, South Korea, Tuesday lunch. Bart Keeler was one of those there. So for those of you who follow Bart on the Twitters at Bartimus Prime 19, he was there and got his travel bag and got got his rosé. So uh, he was uh, he was doing pretty well early scores from uh, the overnight had a piece of history and it was very very cool and uh, Atlanta's Jen Hildreth got to uh, call the piece of history that was uh, available where the Philippines scored their first ever goal in the tournament And they got a big win over New Zealand, 1 0. Bolden scoring in the 24th. Jen Hildreth called it on uh, Big Fox with Warren Barton. Switzerland and Norway, goalless draw. And there was some uh, drama in this one. Ada Hegerberg withdrew from the starting lineup they were doing some things in, in pregame warm up and uh Hegerberg felt some discomfort and they were in the uh, pregame the prematch huddle Hegerberg was removed from the prematch huddle so Switzerland with the uh, goalless draw Norway gets a point so they're at 0-1 and uh, 1 Norway coach Risa, after the loss to New Zealand Caroline Graham Hansen, Ingrid seerstad Engen, Julie Blackstadt dropped, replaced by Emily Havi, Amelie Eikland, and Vilde Boerice. Uh Groin injury pre-match warm-up was uh, the diagnosis for Hagerberg. She went on Twitter and, and talked about it. Uh, replaced by Sophie Roman Haug. And Caroline Graham Hansen was not happy about being uh, on the bench to start things off. So Switzerland and Norway end up in a draw and uh, Hanson less than pleased about that and then the uh, late night score from uh, Monday Columbia over South Korea by the score of 2-0 and uh, Linda Caicedo uh, ovarian cancer survivor Linda Caicedo she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer at the age of 15 scored on her debut in the 39th minute after a penalty in the 30th So 2-1 win for Colombia and the other results that were there, it's a big result for the Philippines in that group, sends that group upside down, by the way, and Switzerland to Norway goalless draw. So if you look at the, uh, the groups right now, after what happened today, Group A was the first group to go into match day two. Switzerland is at four points with the win and the draw. Norway is in trouble. Norway, after two matches, a draw and a loss. New Zealand and the Philippines, a win and a loss. New Zealand right now is up a goal on goal difference. Switzerland is at plus two in goal difference right now. So they've got a couple days to, to get it squared away. But right now, Switzerland... New Zealand and the Philippines, one, two, and three, to figure out what's going to happen to who gets out of the group and gets to the knockouts. It's going to go to the last match day. Really, really interesting stuff there in Group A. Uh, later today, meaning tonight, we'll get into that. Uh, you got a lot of friendlies today. We'll get into we'll get into that uh, coming up in just a little bit. We'll go over your schedule and we'll go over what to to watch and things like that in a little while. Uh, You know, we were mentioning Switzerland and Norway and how uh, some folks were mad,
2: and boy, were they
3: mad. Uh, Caroline Graham Hansen lashed out at the decision, according to our friends at Reuters, brought on as a second-half sub post-match TV interview, and uh, she said, It's tough. I don't know what I can say. There's not much I can say. I feel like I'm standing here with my hands tied. I feel I've been stepped on for a whole year Everyone says all the time that we have to stand together as a team and as a nation, but I feel I've been on the receiving end of a raw deal. Graham Hansen added the appointment of Hegar Reese. Once again, this is from our friends at Reuters. The appointment of Reese as Norway coach in August last year was followed by an announcement that Graham Hansen was stepping away from the national team to concentrate on her health, but she returned to the fold ahead of the world cup and poor showing uh, once again, from Reuters, after a poor showing by Norway in their defeat to co-host New Zealand, Graham Hansen was dropped, along with Barcelona teammates, teammate Stad Eng, and Man City's Julie Blockstad. Graham Hansen adds, nothing comes for free in life, but I thought I'd earned a certain amount of respect, but maybe that wasn't the case. Hegger Rees said she had no regrets, quote, Caroline is entitled to be frustrated and to express an opinion, but since I arrived in this position, I have always said the team is the most important thing. All players want to start matches. I reached the decision in the best interest of my team, and I defend my position today. Norway, Philippines, Sunday. New Zealand, Switzerland, simultaneous kickoff, Sunday. Keep an eye on that. So like I said, we'll get into juice boxes and all that other kind of stuff as we go. Uh, yeah, Ricky, we are going to see the level of uh, the tears for all the Turkish journalists. No question about it. We're, we're going to see. Um, Emilio don't know about the back. Now you know, like I said, it's going to be, you've still got 10 matches here this season and then figuring out how you want to address it in the off season. So, I mean, Juan whole if the loan gets extended, could be a part of the discussion. Noah Cobb will be a part of the discussion. No question. And uh, we'll see that Ronald Hernandez a part of the discussion, but we'll see what it, and miles may be a part of the discussion, but we don't know. So questions in the off season to be addressed. That's how I'll phrase what's going on at the back. Um, David back to taxi Fuentes. This taxi thing is as bad as we are in the, you were warned camp. DC got some serious things to spin and deal with. Um, Coco, relevant investigations giving the Twitter admin a golden parachute. Well, I don't know. Coco, I don't know if that admin's going to get a golden parachute. It might just be like in the old Wiley E. Coyote cartoons uh, with uh, Roadrunner where, uh, you know, Wiley's just hanging there in suspended animation and then then uh, Roadrunner speeds off frame, comes back in frame, and hands him an anvil and he just drops. Might be like that. No, Ricky, we have not. We'll talk about that in a bit. Rich with some background on Atlas said their supporters called for death threats to union players after CCL this year. That's nice. Uh, yeah, Coco, I mean, I would assume the Twitter admin is unilateral authority, or at least they did. Yes, no question. Uh, yeah, how do you not check for trademarks? Because Ricky, and this goes to our discussion about X or Twitter or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, When you – think that you are untouchable as an entity, then you're going to proceed as if nothing can happen, nothing can touch you, there's nothing wrong, and that probably money could get you out of the situation that you're in. Unfortunately, you're dealing with Meta and Microsoft. I don't know if that money would work in that case. Michael owns MS Stock. Michael is loving uh, Exeter at the moment never be officials microsoft holds that patent. and you know that they are going to they are going to no question about it but yeah and we got to look into signs we we got to look into we got to look into that yes morning alex um coco and rich this will be a question for you jim curtin seems like a self policing type of coach you only And we only need one clock for each federation. True. Uh, I know that we're looking at uh, the Turkish sources once again. This will be our education for this window is Turkish sourcing. Because, you know, once again, uh, you're staring at ideas of, okay, so is it this, you know, is it going to lay out this way? Is it going to be this way? Is it going to be this way? That's what you're staring at right now. And that's. That's that's this is going to be our education, you know, like with with Barco and with PT and times in the past, South American sourcing, we got to learn who our tier ones were. This, I think, will be the time where we learn who our tier ones are in Turkey. And for uh, reference point. Just so just so everybody knows. The finishes last year of the teams that we are discussing. Fenerbahce finished second to Galatasaray. And Spore finished last. And, you know, they had a lot of other things on their mind there at Spore last year Uh, because that was right in – that's in the southwest corner of the country, and that was where they had the, the rather large earthquake. So, the fact that they got back out onto the field, I think, first and foremost, is their bigger triumph of the year. Uh, Hatai Spor, 36 matches, they gave up 83 goals and scored only 19, so we'll see. But uh, uh from Hatai Spor, Hatai Spor was last. Sivaspor finished 14th, by the way, at 41 points. They were in a gaggle at 14. and. I'd love to know how this was determined. How did they do this? Uh, oh, okay, so games won, and then three teams. I guess they go head to head. I guess that would be the decider because it certainly isn't goal difference. But Sivasspor finished 14th in a 19-team league last year, and Hatayspor was last. Fenerbahce was second, and Fenerbahce was a distant second to Galatasaray, eight points difference. Fenerbahce finished with 25 wins and 36 last year. So uh that's what that's what you're staring at. Um yes, Abby most definitely Abby welcome back. Yeah, and Ricky, I think you're right. I think it's going to be either A tier or DF. And once again, we're looking at tiers and the whole thing is is that there are folks that we've been staring at uh to figure out okay yeah you've got a hundred thousand followers you've got 930,000 followers what's the you know what is what does that translate into just because you have you know just because you have those does that mean that you're still an a-type source so that's the I think that's the biggest thing that we're staring at here um All right, once again, let's see what's going on. So Michael Head is saying Fox Brothers for eating for Ben. Uh, Public service announcement. Yes, Will, definitely. And the plan at the moment is for us to be in Huntsville for the return fixture. So keep an eye out for that. Abby, public service announcement. Watch party at CODA. Q&A with Darren Eel, 7.56 West Peachtree starts at 6.30, game at 7.30. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so September 10th, I think. Yeah, so our plan right now is to be there for the reverse fixture. And we have talked to folks already with uh, uh, the front office about possibly being there at Joe Davis. Uh, Michael Head, not casting any stones with Atlanta United's current defense. Um. Let's see. Where are we here? Uh, anything official come out about Messi playing in Atlanta? Parsable? no. And we won't until you're closer to match day. I mean, it's... Pay... Look, Look at... I'd phrase it this way. Look more at schedule compression than surface. Because... And this was something that uh I'll we'll open the door back on this. So let's let's look at the schedule for intermessi CF. And like I said, I'm looking more at schedule than I am surface. So let's go into what we're looking at. And then we also have uh, Luis Suarez stuff too that we'll get into coming up in just a bit. Since we're talking about inter CF. CF, uh, Jordy Alba's looking like it's the third, that he would be the third player, my guess is. And they're saying, and this is Michelle Kaufman and uh, folks at the Miami Herald, that uh, Jordy Alba would be a TAM signing, at least for the remainder of this season. Uh, would, unless you're going to do something with Campana or Gregory, then you've got to figure out what you're going to do with your DPs. Uh, All right. So here's the schedule for the remainder of the year so far. And this is like, and this is regular season. This is taking leagues cup out of it for the moment because we don't know who's advancing past group stage and all that kind of stuff. Getting into the knockouts here is
1: with the lucky land slots. You can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: August, and thank thank you, Michael, for doing the stuff on uh, Messi and search. Um, all right, so August 20 at home against Charlotte. Three days later, Cincinnati at TQL. Three days later, Red Bull at Red Bull Arena. Four days later, back home against Nashville. You have four matches. In 11 days, and I doubt very seriously that you're going to get 90 minutes times four out of the the folks that are being brought in by David Beckham here to wrap up the month of August. That Cincinnati Matches Open Cup. We know how important that's going to be for Miami. It's at TQL. So it is regular season at home against Charlotte, three days later, Open Cup against Cincinnati, three days later, road game at Red Bull, my guess is they're going to stay on the road. Then four days later, at home against Nashville. You know he's going to play in the Open Cup game because they want to advance in the Open Cup because that gets them that much closer to CCL. So you're looking at Miami, Cincy, Red Bulls, Nashville, Or Charlotte, Charlotte, Cincy, Red Bulls, Nashville in an 11-day period. I'd look at that first and foremost and, and plan your way around that. In September, September 3rd, once again, so 30 days has September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31. So five matches in 14 days or 15. Last match in that run is regular season in L.A. against LAFC. Five matches in 15 days, four of them regular season contests. And I'm looking at schedule compression more than anything else in that group. You finally get six days off. You're at home against Kansas City September nine. Then the match here on the 16th. Then four days later, four days later, after the match here in Atlanta, you're back home against Toronto. Four days later, you're at Exploria taking on the Purple Team. Three three matches, nine days. Atlanta, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando. Then you've got six days before your last your last match in uh, September, at home against NYC. Then on the fourth of October you go to Soldier Field. Three days later you're back home to take on Cincinnati. And then there's that week which would be, I think, o- Open Cup final. The week of the fourteenth of October that would be your Open Cup final. And you're staring at then Charlotte, and Miami on decision day, six o'clock on season pass. And uh, from Miami. We bring in Jason to talk about Leagues Cup. Welcome, partner. How are you?
5: I'm not in Miami. What are you talking
3: about? So Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood. Where are you?
5: Fort Lauderdale. Yes. Okay.
3: So Fort Lauderdale. So Fort Lauderdale is where you are. And uh, so how was how was the trip down?
5: It was a trip. It was pretty uneventful. It's you know it's I just what you got to deal with. Flight got delayed. Um, It's interesting because. Same charter company for the entire league, and I think our crew was in Columbus, if I'm not mistaken, if I have everything right, and they hit their their max time, I guess, um, and had to take a little bit longer break because that game in Columbus got delayed, so we got delayed a little bit, just a couple hours, getting out of Atlanta last night, Uh, got here about 7.30, I think, 7.15, something like that, so... We are uh, ready to go. We're going to head over to the stadium early, make sure everything is good to go. Uh, We have a booth assigned to us. Um, You never know when you get to dry pink stadium, and especially with all the chaos going on right now. So I will believe everything is good when I see that it's good.
3: (laughs) No doubt about it. Uh, Just let me get your overarching thoughts about the first weekend of League's Cup before we get into this matchup specifically. Uh, I played the 19th frame of Leon and Vancouver. And I mentioned that when the Sickos Committee on Twitter starts following Leagues Cup, it's been an interesting start to the tournament so far.
5: Well, the Sickos Committee on Twitter follows everything, first off. So it's it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, I think I have seen uh, marching band competitions, CFL, Leagues Cup, uh, also Europa, maybe Conference League qualifiers. I can't remember. Uh, Faroe Islands teams winning games. I've seen everything on the Sickos committee. So I, that that might not be the, the seal of approval that you're thinking it is. Um, Leagues Cup's been fun. It's what we expected it would be. I, I have this conversation all the time about life, let alone soccer. But when the tournament was announced, I think you can see really quickly, the people who are going to have a cynical take about everything that gets announced about anything. Well, this is just a money grab. Well, this is just stupid. Well, this doesn't mean anything. Blah, blah, blah. Watch these games. It means something, obviously, because these players have competitive integrity. They want to win games. They want to win trophies. You, you This is what cracks me up at times about the conversation about anything that comes up new in American soccer, because... If it's not like England, then it doesn't count. And if it's new and different, then it's stupid and dumb. When – go watch like the Argentine League or go watch the leagues in South America and how many different trophies get created in a calendar year. Go look at the lists of trophies between River and Boca and – there's so many different crazy trophies that have been created and different league competitions and different playoff structures and different championship structures kind of mean something, doesn't it? They kind of take it seriously, but we're going to freak out about creating a new competition that is groundbreaking with two leagues cooperating from a business perspective to grow each other's fan bases. That's what's fascinating about this to me. MLS will gain if Liga MX fans pay more attention to MLS. Not at the expense of Liga MX. I mean, how you guys who are out there listening to this and watching this, so many of you probably watch four or five different leagues slash competitions on a regular basis. You got the bandwidth if you love the game. Liga MX fans will watch MLS. MLS fans, and this is what Liga MX is hoping for, and I think it's a good play by them. There's no reason why if... I'm sitting there and okay, I've got games to watch. Think of college football. You got games to watch. It's Saturday night. You got time. All right. You could watch uh, the late game from the Mountain West. You could watch the late game from the Pac-12. You could watch different things. Same thing here. You want to watch a soccer game Saturday night, ten o'clock. You got a game from the West Coast. You might have a game in the Mountain Time Zone finishing up. Maybe they don't they're not compelling to you. But maybe that Chivas game is. Maybe that game out on the the Western time zone with, with Mexico and Liga MX is, is compelling to you. That's a good thing. So it's smart for Liga MX and MLS to do this. I think the competition's been a lot of fun straight away, and we're not even into the knockout round games yet. The last games of the group stage are going to be really interesting because they're essentially going to be knockouts, but not straight up. So... I think the tournament's met every expectation that I had. I'm excited about it, and I'm excited about Atlanta's opportunity tonight and then again on Saturday against Cruz Azul. I think it's just a fun thing for this league and for Liga MX to do and to grow. Of course, it's not as prestigious as the World Cup trophy just yet. It's the first year of it. But I think the games have lived up to it. Lots of goals, lots of excitement. The shootouts have been entertaining. It's been very, very good from a fan perspective, and I'm excited to see it tonight.
3: Jarrett, we have uh, Jason from Fort Lauderdale. What's the first thought on your mind? You
5: mentioned sickos, and Jarrett showed up.
3: <laughs> Sometimes you just feel it in your blood, you know?
5: Sometimes I know. Feel it in your blood. Oh, think about, I
4: know. You think about staying up late to watch 19 rounds of penalties, or
0: uh-huh.
4: sitting on top of a, of a training ground to watch a game after running down the interstate to get
0: there
5: yeah well i didn't even tell you about the uh the saturday night upsl the sicko killed Jarrett there now he's back um i didn't even tell you about the saturday night upsl game i did that finished 7-1 in a regional final uh national quarter final with a team of uh, high school age kids blowing out a bunch of former pros from tennessee so <laughs> That sounds about right. Having a lineup that includes Kwajopoku Poku in it, and then he doesn't show up for, to be in the lineup, so they have to run somebody else out there, and we got to figure out who that is once the game starts.
3: Oh wow. God. I was not aware of this.
5: It's been a busy weekend.
3: To Chupa Camden
4: would never. That's all I'm going to say. Basically. I think would Junior Sandoval. Who is now no, steering, no, no. Steering definitely not. Junior Sandoval, who has... Uh, who has propelled his NPSL team to the national semifinals.
3: Yep.
5: Former Centennial <laughs> High School superstar, Junior Sandoval of Alianza Soccer Club. He played a season at Georgia Perimeter College uh, before they ended up being ab- absorbed by Georgia State. Uh, and then played for the Puerto Rico Islanders, the Atlanta Silverbacks. Um, he played for Marathon in Honduras, uh, played in Colombia. <laughs> Junior's a great guy. I've known him and seen him play since he was 17. Um, so I'm really happy for all the success he's having with the Pafios. He, he tried to start a fight with the uh, the Georgia Revolution fans, and it was amazing. That's nothing new. <laughs> no, yeah, He
4: scored the game-winning goal with seconds remaining, ran over to their section of the fans, put his fingers in his ears, and just stood there as close to them as he could get. Eh, nothing wrong with that. No, he's, he's not afraid. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked to Jason... When we were when we did an impromptu Atlanta soccer tonight, yesterday evening we talked about how Atlanta shapes their midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the only message we talked about you don't want to let him get on there on the counter. How do you or how or who I guess more specifically do you put the responsibility on with a guy like Sergio Busquets so you don't go back and look at the last goal that 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 uh, Miami scores, um, so you don't give him time to pick out his passes like that and unleash a guy like Messi or someone else on that team.
5: I think when you're, you're talking about Messi and Busquets, you're not talking about a who. You're talking about a collective in terms of how you deal with them. And I think what you want to do with both uh, kind of in different ways is you want to take away their options through the middle. You want to make them have to play wide. Uh, Miami's not going to be as strong if they're playing to the flanks and you're not able to find that direct link from Busquets to Messi or from Messi into a forward or Messi going to goal himself. You want to wall things off in the middle, and I don't think that's a one-person deal. I do think you know, you're know you going to look at different points where you'll see somebody in parts of the field that will be responsible for it. And the question for Atlanta, and it'll probably vary depending on where Miami is and where they pick up the ball, sometimes it's going to be Tiago Almada that tries to deny Busquets, the 10 denying their six. Sometimes it's going to be Yorgos Yakamakis, the the forward dropping in to deny their six. I mean, just look at Miami's roster and capabilities. You would rather have their center backs building up the play than Sergio Busquets. So if that means Yakamakis drops a little bit deeper to deal with Busquets as opposed to pressing the center backs, that's probably a trade-off that you'll take. But Even with that, and I don't think that's going to be an every moment kind of thing, I think that's going to be in certain moments, because you want Miami to not be able to get up the field, obviously. You want them to stay, you want the ball to stay as far away from Messi in the attacking zones as you possibly can. I think you want to really work as a group to prevent Miami from progressing through the middle. You'd rather have them build up through DeAndre Yedlin, through fullbacks, through wingers, then through Sergio Busquets and Lionel Messi. So it's not a 1v1 situation. It is a collective walling off of the middle, in my opinion.
3: When you've spent time up at the Children's Healthcare Atlanta turn, uh, training ground, you've got to listen to Gonzalo Paneda and his thoughts going in, players' thoughts going in. What's been the vibe before everybody left to pack up to go to Fort Lauderdale?
5: I mean, I think it's excitement. I, I think, you know, it's... Look, I mean, this is a, a big deal. This is a, a big opportunity, and you have to you have to play the game in front of you, not the, the legends in front of you, and you can't get caught up in that once the whistle blows, but in the, the build-up to a game like this, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of extra buzz. Um, I'm I'm pumped to see Tiago Almada in this game. I really think Tiago Almada uh, is going to... Have a, a big opportunity to make sure the world knows his name. You know, you're going to have a lot of people watching this game for Messi, for Busquets. I think in this country, the conversation about the matchup of two World Cup winners has, I don't know if it's been talked about at all. Um, seeing some some tweets and some coverage out of Argentina and and they're pumped because it's, it's Thiago Almada, you know, maybe the next guy and Lionel Messi, the guy, and they're playing against one another. This is the, it was definitely the first time in MLS history that you've had two current world cup champions play against each other um, in a league's cup match. I know it's not an MLS match. People are getting really hung up on this stuff. Like, but it's not a league game. Shut up. Just shut up! It's a it's a competitive game. God, it's so stupid. Um, it's a big deal, and I think Almada versus Messi is a big deal, and it's a big component of this. and And I think Tiago is somebody who generally thrives when the lights are bright on him. So I'm I'm really excited to see how he handles it. I'm excited to see how Yakumakis handles it because again, everybody's going to be talking about you know Joseph and Tata and Messi and Busquets. Well. Yorgos has had a pretty good start to his Atlanta United career, and he's going to want to get some of that attention as well. Uh, and you get Miles Robinson back, too. I think that's another big component of this, how this defense can look. And we've seen the three center back setup without Miles Robinson. Do we see it tonight with Miles Robinson? Do you see a return to a four three three. do you see something that honestly is kind of in between all of it? And which it kind of was to begin with. That's what we talked about when they shifted to three center backs. They did it with Ronald Hernandez, and Ronald Hernandez is a right back, but he can play center back, but he can also drift wide and, and turn into a right back when needed. Can, you know, Miles Robinson drift to the right, but give you enough cover as that center back slash right back if he moves into that spot? Can Luis Abram do that on the left side? Yeah. You know, it can be a 4 3 3 that looks like a line of five at times. It can be a 3 4 1 2 that looks like a 4 3 3 at times. Like I always say, formations are overrated. It's about the players and their responsibilities. So I think with having a lot of time to prepare, you're going to have a lot of different ways that Atlanta United can deal with this. But the excitement level, the I think just the hype in the building was definitely noticeable. And I think it's going to be a really fun one tonight. You have to manage that. You can't let that excitement go over the line. But that excitement can spur on a really good performance tonight.
4: And as far as the guys who are available, um, I guess if you were setting this up, um, I I mentioned Sunday, I really would have loved Macho Chol to be available because of how unique he is playing as part of that box midfield. And I thought he was really good in the Orlando game until he got hurt. As far as the guy's going, do you look at somebody like a Tyler Wolf who can be so aggressive and so relentless to try and put pressure on a guy like Busquets, trying to put pressure on the back line, see if you can force them into a mistake or into hurrying things where they can't uh, pick the exact pass they want?
5: Yeah, that's a good shout. I think this is a a game where I would expect to see Tyler Wolf. I don't know if it's from the start or not. But yeah, for those reasons, he's very good defensively. And you need in these moments somebody who can defend from the front. Because you want to disrupt Miami getting the ball to Busquets. You want to disrupt Busquets getting the ball to Messi. You want to break those supply lines down. Wolf's really good at that. And he can do that if he's playing as a winger, if he's playing as that second number 10 um you've got that possibility with all of the above Jarrett's connection is horrendous by the way it is
4: it is that's why i'm muting
5: okay so it's still bad so
4: i know but so that nothing skips
5: in and out i don't want audio to skip to distract from your soliloquy i mean you just keep like popping up and down and up and down it's very bizarre it's like Mm whack-a-mole here with Jarrett smith (laughs) um but yeah it's wolf will be a good fit for this game um maybe a better fit than even Chole would have been because Wolf's a better defender. So I, I think that's going to be a key role in this one.
3: Uh, broadcast, and there's some other stuff I wanted to talk to you about. How many more minutes do you have? I got, I got some time. Okay. Uh, there's some other topics I wanted to get into outside of this, but the broadcast okay. plans for tonight are seven o'clock, five stripes countdown. I'll be on with Dukes and bell at six 20 to kind
5: of set the scene, um, for about 10 minutes or so. And then seven o'clock, five stripes countdown, uh, seven thirty nine ish, I believe. Uh, that's what typically it is. I'm not a hundred percent if it's any different for this. I think Apple's on their pregame coverage at probably like two thirty, so I think they'll have plenty of pregame. I think they're on at six thirty, actually, if I'm not mistaken. So, I think seven thirty nine is the kick, and then we'll have a short full time report afterwards uh, before we catch a plane and head back home.
3: Uh, Women's World Cup. What have you seen so far, and what what have you enjoyed?
5: Um, Colombia getting their win. That was awesome. Um, Philippines getting a win. That was really cool to see. That group is absolute utter chaos. Norway has been one of the biggest disappointments in the tournament. Uh, last place in the group right now, but they get the Philippines, which you would think, okay, they should win that, but maybe not because the Philippines just beat New Zealand who you thought would beat them, but maybe not now New Zealand. And so like that group's just chaos. That group's absolute chaos. Um, England was maybe the biggest question mark of the the favorites. Um, Germany and Brazil have been the most impressive so far. The U.S. was fine. I, I, I think the maybe hand-wringing from some is a little overdone. Uh, they didn't convert all their chances, and that's something they're going to have to do to win the tournament, but they were fine. They, they were not in trouble in any way. They didn't look bad outside of the, the finishing part of it, which is the hardest thing to do. Um, you get that penalty from Morgan, it's probably a different game. It just it, it, it happens. 3-0 is fine. Uh, Sophia Smith was great. Julie Juilliard's playing in the back is still something that I have some questions about. We probably won't get answers until later in the tournament. I think you would be better off with her as the six. Um, it just changes where the pressure is. I thought the pressure would be on Gurma and Cook with Ertz in front of them, now the pressure's on Sullivan and who the rest of the midfield's going to be. I I think it has to be Lavelle. Um, Savannah DeMello, I I thought, looked a little tentative at times. It's her second cap. It's understandable, but it's got to be Rose Lavelle. So you've got to get, if Ertz is the center back, Sullivan, Lavelle, Haran playing together in that midfield in the games that matter. And this game Wednesday... It matters. It's a big test against the Netherlands, and it's really the only test, I think, until you get to the quarterfinal. Um, round of 16 won't be easy, but if it's U.S. and Italy, that's a pretty big mismatch. So won't be an easy game, but you should be in control of that. It's going to be one of those games where Italy sits back, defends, just tries to frustrate you. You just have to convert your chances in that. Quarterfinal could be Spain. Spain looked really good, and they kind of had the similar situation in a game. They completely and utterly controlled, but they only got three. They only won three. No, that's only. Um, they had like 47 shots, 46 shots, but they only got three, so they were bad. Now Spain's good. That's the game where you've got to be hitting on all cylinders when you get to that point.
3: Jared, go for it.
4: We, uh, we talked about this yesterday with...
5: As far as the
4: these teams in in the Women's World Cup, these smaller countries, who some of them have shown some plucky performances, uh, you know mm-hmm. Philippines being the most recent one, but you've also had some really good performances. Who's stuck out to you as the most impressive of those I column underdogs for lack of a better word? the smaller countries who you, you know weren't there expecting. Goes again. I know uh, maybe you <laughs> weren't expecting these insane uh, these these performances. Who's been the most impressive of those underdogs?
5: I mean, you have to give Vietnam a lot of credit for, for their defensive performance because it wasn't just bunkering. I mean, they were, they were scrappy. They did the best they could in that game. Um, and that's what I, I think is maybe stuck out to me about some of these lesser teams is they look more organized than lesser teams have in the past. I think that's a sign of better coaching. It's a sign of, of better uh, tactical development it's it's a good sign for the women's game you haven't had many of those just blowouts yet and that's what everybody always gets worked up about when we get into the women's world cup with expanding the field but you have to expand the field to be able to to have more teams that are competitive and have more resources and all these different things that go into it uh jamaica you have to give a ton of credit to um with getting a point with the the local ties with jamaica uh, with Shana Matthews and with Soleil Washington. Um, really cool to see. And you've got to give Haiti a lot of credit. I mean, questions about England are are, are legit, but Haiti played really well uh, against England. So you have to give credit to them. Um, it's exciting. It's fun. I mean, it's it's what you have to to get to in this tournament, in the women's game, to where... It is more open. It is not just the U.S. and a couple other countries, and that's it, and then there's a giant gap. And I think this tournament, so far, now we got to see how these, these teams handle getting into Game 2 and Game 3. But so far, I think the overall level has jumped a lot from 2019 with more teams in the field, which is a great, great sign.
3: Yeah. You mentioned Jamaica and uh, Soleil Washington. They're going to have to figure out uh, what they're going to do in match two without bunny shock, considering that she got a red at 90 plus two. So it'll be a a test for them in match week two.
5: Got a second yellow. I mean, let's, let's be clear in that. And it was a bad call. It it shouldn't have been a yellow card. Um, but yeah, you're going to have to deal with that. Um, do they defend? Do they sit back a little bit more? Do they play the same game with somebody else in that role? Does Soleil Washington get that opportunity. Um, It's tough when you're missing probably one of the best players in the world in that situation, and you're a team that relies on that transcendent player. It's going to be a difficult one for Jamaica, but if they can get through that and have the opportunity when she comes back rested in Game 3, which is a little bit of the bonus of this, is if you can get through Game 2, even if you take a loss, if it's a close one, and you have Bunny Shaw back in game three who doesn't have as many minutes played in this tournament, that might end up helping a little bit. You just have to get through the second game.
3: A uh, question from the Twitch pitch uh, about the match tonight. Uh, any update on Tristan Muyumbu and his availability? Um, I, I believe he is good to go.
5: Uh, I have not seen an official announcement as of yet, but we were told on Friday that the visa would be coming in, um, in either that day or the next day. So, I would assume that he is good to go in terms of availability, but he's not going to walk straight into the starting lineup, I wouldn't expect, because he doesn't have a whole lot of training time with the group. Um, if he's available, I think he plays. And I, I think he, you know, I mean, his season ended, what? The, the French second division ended late May, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm trying to think of timelines here. So he probably had about a month off and has been training individually maybe three weeks maybe close to four Um, and if the the visa came through then you're talking about a couple of sessions with the team so you know can he give you 30 minutes maybe probably And, and i think you'd love to see him once he's available so That gives you, and it's something about just in general with having five subs. I think it's something that managers are starting to get used to and and use more tactically. You know, like when you have three subs, it's hard to use substitutions tactically. Like you, you have to really, you can maybe think of one that way, but you have to be ready to deal with players getting tired or injuries. With five, you can definitely think about a tactical sub or two, or even three. And, and I think Muyumba could be that, where you, whoever your midfield's going to be, if it's Sadich, if it's Sosa, if it's Hosechu, whatever your two of three there are. And I'm assuming it would be two of those three. J Fortune, so two of those four. It could be a situation where, okay, if you have Muyumba available, it's hey. You're not playing 90, you're playing 60. And you can always tweak that. If it, they're not playing well, you can pull them at halftime. If they're playing well, you can stretch it a little bit. You can make the change. But you go into it and you say, I don't need you for 90 tonight. I need you for 60. Go all out. That gives you a little more flexibility. So if Muyamba's available, I think we see him. And I'm excited to see him because, you know, all that we've heard is that he can be the, the really good complement For Santiago Sosa, he can be a player who progresses the team forward with his passing. He's a ball winner. Um, Can be a a good bit of what Franco Ibadra gave you in terms of recovering possession, but maybe in more of an, an eight kind of a role as opposed to a pure six. So that gives you a little more flexibility. You can play more of a double pivot that way to maximize what Sosa can bring you with his ability on the ball. So it's, it's fascinating, and that's the, the biggest question mark, and you won't know until we get to see what those pairings look like. You need to find the pairing that gives you the most chemistry. And it might not be the pairing that we've seen before. It might not be player in that same position that we've seen before. Muyamba and Hosetsu could be a, a great pairing. They complement each other really well. Um, it could be with Sadich. It could be with Fortune. You know, there, there's no telling what that turns into, and it's more about the pairing than looking at an individual and saying, "Well, this is it has to be like this because this player does this." Games changed from that, and I think you're looking for those those little societies on the field, and knowing that in whatever permutation, and if you're playing the three four two one, yeah, you have another guy who can create a box midfield but that other guy is more of an attacking player. When you think about your three central midfielders that are going to be the hub of of any formation you play, Almada is going to be the 10. Who are the other two? And then how are they aligned? And we've been hung up a lot this season on double pivot or single pivot or whatever. You can watch the game and you can see it look like a double pivot for 45 minutes of the game. And you can see it look like a single pivot for 45 minutes of the game. doesn't matter. Like call it whatever we want, call it. It's about the chemistry. When you have to defend, can the group defend? When you have to attack, can the group attack? Do you have balance? Do you have support? And I think Ba and what he, what his characteristics are, can really help with that balance in the midfield. Now we just got to see it who he pairs up best with.
3: No doubt about it. Uh, sorry. So Dukes and Bell six twenty for you. Six twenty. And seven o'clock is pregame seven thirty nine according to BAM uh, local time. It's the thirty nine. It's
5: supposed to be, and I just put nothing past anybody when it comes to Inter-Miami and Messi and
3: hype. Yes, uh, so what's the rest of the day like for you between now and 6.20?
5: Well, uh, Jessica Charman and I will be recording a Women's World Cup update show for Off the Woodwork that will hit later this afternoon, so... Busy day. Uh, I already talked to the morning shift earlier. Um, I mean, it's look, it's a big day. It's Atlanta United and Inter Miami, and that's a big day in and of itself. It was already a big day when we saw them earlier this year, and it's a bigger day now that they have uh, Senor Martino and Senor Busquets and maybe Senor G- Jordi Alba as well. I mean, he's a possibility to play tonight, and a certain number 10 from Rosario
3: yeah it's gonna be fun so uh please have a good call have a good afternoon do your stuff and we'll be listening tonight on 92.9 and the odyssey app correct
5: yes yes you can listen in both of those places and the atlanta united app as
3: well cool all right jason be good we'll listen to you tonight adios all right that's jason and uh maybe if i would do that and hit the button (laughs) there we go then like mashing the button like nine different times and figuring out what's going on Listen, once again, Jason's going to have a busy day, rightfully so. It's going to be big. And uh, so 92.9 the game, Odyssey app uh, all day long. He'll be on Dukes and Bell at 620, pregame show at 7, 739-ish kick, and it's going to be a long day. So uh, other question, there was one other question that I saw in here, and we were wondering, uh, and, you know, four-card Uh, Jason got into discussing what it's going to be like for a call a match with, uh, you know, with Lionel Messi. And, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. You've got Messi and Busquets and maybe Jordi Alba. So uh, how many chances in a lifetime do you get? You know, a guy like uh, Chris Whittingham, who's going to be calling the home matches. Uh, He's he's had that opportunity uh, already. And so it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And so we'll see what happens there. Let's see. Uh, BAM, public service announcement. The Philippines commentary team calling their goal is over on Copa 90. And so I imagine that is going to be amazing. Uh, Ricky, you no, know, we have not talked about Atlanta being a front runner for the Soccer Federation HQ. That would be cool because then maybe you could actually have some things played here in this city. At the large venue that house that houses that houses and hosts Atlanta United, just a thought, as a part of the process. But having Atlanta, the way that it's grown, the way that you guys have been a part of it, and you've seen it firsthand as to how things are going and growing to have uh, the possibility of the Soccer Federation HQ here, very, very cool. Obviously, we'll keep an eye on on that uh, going forward. Parzival, what do you think the reason is teams keep coming back after the half late when playing Atlanta? Um, I mean, it's, it, you know, if you – listen to Gonzalo Pineda post-match, it just comes down to individual mistakes and moments. And, and there's no blanket, I don't think there's any blanket reason because of a formation or because of a situation or something like that. Uh, take each, what I would do, parcival is take each situation and put it in its own singular context. What happened in I don't think there is a reason. So take each moment, look at it individually, see what happened there, and work with that information going forward. I don't think there is a reason, a singular thought, but when you see something like that happen, and you listen to what Gonzalo Pineda says after the match, take each take each situation in its own singular context. Don't look at it as a specific reason over. X number of instances that you want to look at. So I think it's it's a singular, it, it is a it's a singular element uh, each time through. It is not a one big thing talking about individual moments. It's individual moments leading itself to a larger conversation, if that makes any sense. So uh, that's what uh, that's how I'm looking at it. Um, and So uh, Mr. Fantastic is hearing that Apple might be in the process of buying Disney. That would be interesting. We'll see how that happens. Um, then you're looking at, uh, I know there's new, there's a discussion about uh, Bronnie James and, and all that kind of stuff that's going on this morning. Just glad that he seems to be, he's uh, he's okay that he's in stable condition. Uh, let's see what's on TV today. What is on TV today? And we can get into that. We'll get into gossip room and innuendo before we go. And uh get you ready for a very, very busy day when it comes to the sport. Uh, You've got uh, New Zealand-Philippines. That was on early this morning. Switzerland-Norway was on this morning. Leagues Cup on FS1. Santos, Laguna, and Houston Dynamo. That's at 8 o'clock on FS1. ESPN 2. Manchester United and Wrexham at 10 o'clock tonight. That is uh, club-friendly on the deuce. ESPN Deportes has friendlies noon to 3.30 and 10 deportes is simulcasting your rexham friendly you've got udinese leipzig st Gallen, and valencia sporting uh, cp and uh real sociedad noon two and three thirty uh rotherham united sheffield united on fox deportes at two o'clock that's random telemundo once again and uh they were your simulcast for switzerland and norway tuta na and unimas are your simulcasts for leagues cup with santos laguna and houston Four matches, uh, the, the matches that are not on FS1, they're on season pass for League's Cup. Inter Miami, Atlanta United, 7.30. Houston Dynamo, Santos Laguna at 8, and then the two 9.30s. FC Dallas, Nacoxa, Mazatlan, and Juarez. Remember, that one's at Q2 in Austin. Uh, the Plus has your friendlies. MLSNextPro.com continues the MLSNextPro Invitational. Crystal Palace U21s and the White Caps at 10 o'clock. Paramount Plus has the Argentine Primera. All day long, starting at 2.30, Baraka Central Arsenal, San Lorenzo, Tejeras, Cordoba, Cologne Tigres at 5, Instituto and Lanus is at 7.30, Scottish League Cups at 2.45, Falkirk and Dundee United. Maybe Dundee United uh, might discover some offense. Who knows? And Peacock is your simulcaster, obviously, for Women's World Cup. Um, In the overnight, Japan and Costa Rica is at 1 o'clock. Spain and Zambia is at 3.30 in the morning. Telemundo is your simulcaster for FS1, as is uh, Universo, Canada, and Ireland is at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. So they'll be at halftime as we come on here for uh, Wall Pass Wednesday. 9 o'clock start to Wall Pass Wednesday tomorrow because uh, we're having uh, press conferences uh, with the twos to get us ready for the match on Friday. Still don't know a venue yet. When we know a venue, we'll obviously we'll let you know, and uh, then obviously the club will let you know about uh, access, ticketing situations, and all those kinds of things. Uh, Bam, thanks for hanging out with us. I know it's way past your bedtime, but uh, thanks for hanging out with us, as you always do. Uh, gossip rumor in your window before we go, and it is – Manchester United going to make an offer for Rasmus Hoyland this week. It's from the four-letter paper. Take the information at your own peril. From the Times, Manchester United will not pay more than 60 million pounds for Hoyland. Atalanta won to 86. Seems to be a bit of a golf. Uh, Fiorentina's Sofia Amrabat has reached an agreement to join Manchester United on a five-year deal. It's from Nicola Shira. Inter Milan offered Aston Villa 15 million euro for Emmy Martinez. Following Andre Onana's move to Manchester United, Nick is in tears. Manchester United looking at Eintracht Frankfurt striker Randall Kolomawani, while Eric Tenhog is also interested in Ajax's Ghanaian forward Mohamed Kudus, who's been linked to Chelsea. Ten Hag is also open to offers for several fringe Manchester United players' funds needed to launch a move for a marquee striker. Ten Hog looking to reinforce backup goalkeeping options with the signing of Fenerbahce's uh, Alte Bayindir. Chelsea, United, Spurs, part of a bidding frenzy for Kylian Mbappe after PSG received that bid from Al-Hilal. We'll get into more about it tomorrow in addition to League's Cup and all these kinds of things about how the Mbappe transfer could, uh, let me see how it was phrased, wreck football as we know it, according to Oliver Brown. So keep an eye on that. Al-Hilal planned to offer Mbappe the net salary worth of 200 million euro a year, allowing him to keep 100% of his image rights. That's from Fabrizio Romano. If Mbappe joins Al-Hilal, it would only be for a year, with PSG convinced Real's uh, president Florentino Perez and the player have an agreement in place for him to move next year. Barcelona have distanced themselves from a move for Mbappe, despite claims they held talks with PSG. That's from Marca. If Mbappe moves to Saudi Arabia, PSG will meet. The Spurs valuation for Harry Kane, although Bayern Munich are still confident he, that he will choose them instead. Halal are also close to signing Alexander Mitrovic, courtesy of our friends at 90 Minutes. Jordan Henderson has said his goodbyes to Liverpool teammates and staff before his move to Al-Etifak. Once again, four-letter paper, take the information at your own peril. As well as Falaron Baligan, trained alone during Arsenal's preseason tour of the United States Inter Milan, preparing a £35 million bid. Everton closing in on Almeria's striker El Bilal Touré despite competition from Atalanta. West Ham have offered Southampton 25 million pounds for 28-year-old uh, James Ward-Prowse. The valuation for Southampton is uh, about twice that. Chelsea's attempts to sign Moises Caicedo from Brighton have stalled. Over the Seagulls' demands, that Levi Call will be included in the deal. Tottenham and Forrest have approached Juve over defender Andrea Cambiaso. Manchester United plan to extend the contract of Aaron Wan-Bissaka, deciding not to pursue Denzel Dumfries and Leicester City midfielder Hamza Chowdhury once his long-term future settled before the start of the season amid interest from Southampton. Once again, four-letter paper. Take the information at your own peril. Nottingham Forest had bought Anthony Alanga for Manchester United for 15 million pounds. Uh, United are unwilling to negotiate on a 60 million pound uh, Hoyland fee. Uh, Jason Burt at the Telegraph has more information about the Al-Halal 260 million pound move on Mbappe and the bidding war that could, in fact, come to pass. Some Newcastle fans are underwhelmed by 38-year-old, uh, 38 million pound Harvey Barnes, but according to Luke Edwards, he ticks all the boxes. Um, let's see. What are we staring at here? Uh, Phil Parkinson believes that Wrexham can emulate Lutontown and reach the Premier League. There's going to be a lot of money. that's going to have to be invested between now and then Chelsea rejected West Ham's 40 million pound bid for Connor Gallagher. Um, let's see from our friends at the Guardian. I'm trying to see if there's anything left on the board that we haven't talked about. Um, uh, Ismail Assar goes from Watford to Marseille. Morgan Sanson from Aston Villa to Nice. Uh, Let's see, Mark Bartra from Tobzon on Sport to Real Betis. Sabitzer, Bayern Munich to Borussia Dortmund for 16.4 million pounds. Attila Salai goes from Fenerbahce to Hoffenheim. Uh, Marco Sala from Sassuolo to Como, who's having a contest by the way, where you can win a contest and actually go see football at Como so very, very interesting and cool stuff there so we've got the, the lay of the land for tonight got the lay of the land for the morning thanks to Jason for dropping by, thanks to all of you for dropping by don't uh, don't forget, go to at JacobsBen on Twitter let him know where he's supposed to eat while he is here He's here till Thursday. Press conferences are tonight with the Premier League sides. Doubleheader is tomorrow. Looking forward to seeing a lot of you there. And looking forward to seeing what's going on with Leagues Cup tonight, starting at 739, Atlanta United and Inter-Messi CF. So for everybody here at SDH, once again, thanks for hanging out with us. However, you are doing so on whatever format you are, because we've, uh, I finally started clicking more than one button. So if you're watching us on Twitch, great. If you're watching us on Twitter, great. If you're watching us on Facebook, fantastic. Thanks for hanging out with us for another go around of soccer down here. We'll be back at it again nine o'clock tomorrow morning because it's a 9, o- nine o'clock show to 11 o'clock show because we got a lot of stuff. That's the uh, the fancy word for it. But uh, like I said, thanks for hanging out with us as we get ready for League's Cup. We've got Women's World Cup going on. Busy day. Listen to Jason for all of his uh, thoughts and drops over at 92.9 before he and Mike have pregame tonight starting at 7 o'clock. So for everybody here at SDH, for Jarrett, for Nick, for Jason, I'm just John. Play it safe, everybody. We'll be back at it again 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, five minutes early. We're going from nine to eleven. I know we're back out of Turner time for one day. I think one day this week and one day only. We'll keep you posted on that. Remember, we've got all of our our network programs, the half hour weeklies and things like that coming up this week as well. Thanks for hanging out with us. Play it safe, everybody. Mucha plate, y'all. End of the show. That means I get to do this.